I should probably put a couple of disclaimers out there. One is, I never let the truth get in the way of a good story, and I'm certainly not going to allow anyone else to do so. Probably not a misfix-it, but I do play one on TV. I only want to hear the good stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. I only want to hear the good stuff. Welcome to the Backstory Perspective. We're going to sit down and listen to a few stories. I appreciate you taking the time to come and chat with me today. Today on the Backstory Perspective, we're joined by Dominique, and we talk about her time in Paris. Grab a baguette and some cheese and join us. I wish we'd normalized drinking alone. Very yeah. French, very chic. We love. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of French. Yeah. That's what she, That's what you got me here for. Yeah. Okay, I do have to tell you guys, I was like thinking, I was like, are we ready for this? Yes. Yeah, I was sure. like, all right, well, I got to tell this story. And I was like, so there's going to be some French words. I was like, fuck, like, I hope my accent's okay. Like, I learned French really young from teachers from France. So I've always had a good accent. I remember, like, when my mom would try to speak French, like, her vocabulary was good for a little bit. But I was like, girl, your fucking accent. Like, you sound like such an American. <laughs> like, so I went to this bougie She's, school. Yeah, she used to tell me I sound... It was immersion. so American. Just be quiet. <laughs> Your accent's not that bad now that I'm older, but it was like first and second grade, and we took 45 minutes of English a day, and then history, science, everything else was in French all day. So, like, I took Her French class. language was French. That's yeah, they, crazy. like, expect you. It's like an immersion school, so they expect that, like, just living in the U.S. and doing daily stuff that you'll catch up, and then at, like... I think it's like fourth or fifth grade is when it starts to even out a lot more and they'll do more stuff in English, but they're trying to just like bathe you in that as a kid mm-hmm. and just get you It's really- an immersion school and she started school when she was three and my French was good enough at the time to get us by that that was and the primary language And you learned so much from me because I was studying yeah. it and you'd help and me then, with homework and stuff. And-, and so then I would learn all of the things that I didn't know. And being around other parents, some of them didn't really prefer English at all and just wanted to speak their native tongue. Or Yeah, because there was like there were some French people, but then there was just like some like like I had Indian friends, like there was all Indian at home. They didn't speak. I, is that the language that they speak? Is it called Indian? Mm-hmm. That's no. not. What's it called? Does it, or do they it, have different? They have lots of different yeah, there's, dialects there's and it's all just named that. In India, yeah. That's weird. I feel like I should know that. But you probably anyways, did at some point. At but some point, maybe. But anyways, uh, there was definitely people language. that didn't just speak French in the house. So I'd go to a lot of people's households where I didn't understand what their parents were saying at all. Um, I had, like, Moroccan friends, too. Yeah. Which, that's pretty close to French. <clears throat> well, Moroccans do speak French and Arabic. Do they? And, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like I could understand some of what they said there. Yeah. But so I, it's, it, it's yeah, a combination could, uh, many yeah. times. Yeah. But so anyway, so like my accent as a kid was really good. And so like usually it's like it's pretty innate. Like when I even if I look at a French word, like I usually say it right. But because we're recording, I was like, 
damn, like there's some French words that like I'm gonna have to say. And I was like, all right, like, how do you say like, and then I was like, oh, like you can just look it up like mm-hmm. on Google. And then I look it up and she's like, <clears throat> Aaron dismount. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, that was yeah. super helpful. And then I watched another YouTube video that was like, how to say it in French. And he's like, all right, so you want to learn how to say arrondissement. And then he like goes on and he's like, but if you're Italian, you might not be able to say it this way. And I'm like in the other room, brushing my teeth, like getting ready for this. And he starts to go into all these different variations of how you could possibly say this word and still be understood. <laughs> Yep. saying it over and over again and he just gets more fucked up as it going <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh. oh my god i said it twice and it went okay but i was just like damn anxiety like you are a fucking funny bitch anxiety <laughs> <laughs> right? was like how can we get her yeah how can we make something that actually happened and that was totally normal and a part of your life and just fuck with you a little bit yeah it had to yeah. it had to yeah. and it knew yeah. it knew it was like this information on google is not reliable let's make dom google it yeah. like that'll be perfect she thinks we want water <laughs> 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 that we appreciate it coco it's it's good for you water's good it for is. you is it yeah that's what they say anyway that's what they say it's definitely good for your tomorrow this is true yeah this is true but so um yeah i I came here to tell this one specific story my mom loves it i don't know if it's really that funny of a story but my mom always wanted to see me go to paris and i finally went she finally sent me one time and uh i uh i'm not like the most sociable person and i went alone for no fucking reason there's no like program there's nobody else i'm like meeting there's no school or anything i used to have foreign exchange students there's like some people i'm gonna like meet up with while i'm there but i basically just have like a lot a lot of free time to do whatever and so i go to stay in a hostel there like the first week or like 10 days or something like that and i did i made a little irish friend that worked at the front desk she was fabulous and she had a french cousin and that was so much fun and that um, district was kind of like uh, it had like a lot of pop-up shops and it was like kind of grungy but like high fashion in a lot of ways um they okay. had, like great graffiti over there like a skate or was park. that artist district wasn't yeah. yeah um it was it was awesome it was fabulous but i got um i also got like a handicapped room there which was really nice in the shower (laughs) they're huge and I didn't like share a room with anybody in the hostel like I was still pretty by myself which was good which was a good fit for me do you remember what that place was called because it rocked it was so good it was like very hard it was like a w yeah but I don't remember what it was in the the hostel world it was a w Uh, (laughs) yeah for a hostel it was a w so it was a w back in the 90s or early 2000s was it really no oh okay Okay. (laughs) it's like it fucking felt like it i don't even know if they have them overseas i don't know yeah no anyways yeah 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 they do they're cool Um, yeah yeah but um so sorry i enjoyed my time there but your day two you couldn't go downstairs or day one. Oh, you yeah. Were hungry. So I, yeah, I thought I was talking about something else, but 
this is a very interesting conversation. I remember you saying you want me to talk to you about this. Because um, when I went to Paris, they were taking in a lot of refugees and everywhere was. Like, this was a big deal in Greece at the time. Um, and the refugees, like, most of them weren't allocated to where they wanted to be. So a lot of them were really resentful about where they ended up. It's not well, that they didn't want to leave their country, yeah, but they, they just didn't... kind of got put and split up. Like they weren't necessarily with their neighbors or friends that they came right. into Europe with and, and they got split up into all these different cities. Yeah, and it's already bad enough that you have to leave your country. Yeah. Under and I'm sure duress. a lot of them had a place that they wanted to end up in their head. Yeah. And that's not I how hope so. But they didn't end up, that's not how the whole system works when people do that, like, mass relocation, unfortunately. Right. Everybody's, like, bidding on how many they'll take and stuff, and it's just so impersonal. It's just, it's just. I mean, it, it doesn't it's work not, out for everybody. There's no humanity to it. Right. Exactly. You're objects at that you're point. You're treated, yeah, you're treated like animals, and I guess, anyway, so, um, so I yeah I've, I have no beef with refugees. There's nothing like that in my heart whatsoever. Um, I'm so glad that some people are in the position where they can help other people out. I think that's so beautiful. I hate that there's any wrong in the world to start with, but um, but some of these people did not want to end up, especially in Paris. It's so expensive to be moved there. Any type like somebody in the south of France could get the same budget for living, but obviously housing and food is way more expensive in this city and um so I was like up in my room it was my second day and like my real second day like I had gotten there the evening before and checked in and there was like a little cafe downstairs and stuff um but I woke up I wasn't sure what it was but it was like there was some explosions and then there was definitely like some gunshots like right outside where I was staying right outside my hostel to the point where I was like shaking the building. And so I like look out the window and I realize that it's like gunshots and I'm like, okay, like that's happening. The police will come. Right. But the police there don't have guns. Don't have guns. <laughs> and neither so does the, anybody else to stop it. The police don't have guns. Your day two in Paris and at some point you call me, but I don't know when. Well, at, I figured it would get handled at first, like, because I'm so used to that. Like, in the U.S., like, there's some type of resolution when somebody's shooting guns out front of your house. Either the police come or one of your fucking neighbors comes out with a gun and makes it, like, it right. stops at some point. But after and an you're hour in a room where two, you can see. I can see it kind of. So it's like, I have a window view of a portion of the circle that they're walking around, but a lot of it's covered by trees. So I can only see when they walk around the circle and like my little window of view. Um, but it's obviously like, not like a protest, but that feeling in their hearts is obviously okay. what's going on. Like so, this is obviously a demonstration of their frustration. So they weren't being shooting there. like at people. people. No, they were, like, just causing the... a ruckus okay. in general. And mm -hmm. then obviously I didn't know it was refugees at the beginning. Yeah. Like, I mean, certain parts of even Indianapolis, like that's just like, numerous. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not crazy yeah. or anything like that. The yeah. only crazy part was that it didn't stop. Right. And I didn't have groceries <laughs> and the cafe wasn't open. Right. And all of a sudden, uh, I'm hungry. Yeah. Because we're all like, 
yeah, you know, that, that happens. People shoot their guns off and shit like that. But if in, in a, in a society where no one has a gun, yeah, not even the cops, which I'm okay with. Um, It'd be cool if nobody had one. Right. That would be really cool. Um, yeah, they don't know what to do. Yeah, they're waiting They're waiting for the army to come in. And every country has, like, a version of SWAT that's, like, that's really who's coming out. Right. But theirs are not it, locally. Right. Like, it's not. They're part of the military. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's going to take all fucking day for them to come. And so it's, like, it's not, oh, I'm super pro-gun, but I do, like, if some people have them, then knowing somebody that I trust probably has one too, which is not necessarily the cops. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I would feel better. Like when I lived at 30th in Washington, there was a crack house between me and my friend, but my friend had a gun. And like that made me feel better when I walked over to his house or when I was walking back and forth in the evening. Like never want like any violence or anything bad to happen to anybody. I don't want him to use his gun to protect me, but it definitely made me feel safer in case somebody else had one or just tried to grab me or something like that, you know? Yeah. So there's definitely like this foil in that conversation that a lot of people don't talk about because they've never not eaten all day because somebody had a gun outside the door. Yeah. Like that's not a concept that yeah. Americans are familiar with because it just doesn't... It doesn't exist because we have almost too many, you know? So, yeah, definitely just an interesting perspective to think about. Like, And you're not planning on coming back to the United States for a while. Yeah, no, this is, yeah, this is. I'm not going home anytime soon. So, and I'm hungry and I'm in a different country. Like, I don't know how I would feel about that. Like, I don't know how I feel hearing this because it's just a lot to hear. Yeah. But I can't even imagine what it was like to experience. And like, that's it's too much for my brain. And I did. I did get cheese in a baguette the day before. We just ate most of it. (laughs) There's a little nourishment. You got some cheese in a baguette. I I mean, it wasn't it wasn't starving, but I did not get to go about the comforts of my life. Like, and, people take for granted, honestly. Right. And I, I can imagine that that the longer it went on, too. That's exactly like, what it was, is the, it was like six or eight hours. Because the first yeah. two hours, I didn't think anything of it. Right. Four hours, it got weird. And then after it like got into evening and shops were closed, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's nobody to call. Yeah. And, and, like, I'm sure they tried to. You know, but. Like, like there is a certain amount of, you know, like we were saying, like New Year's Eve and, and shit mm-hmm. like that. There's a, there's a certain amount of, yeah, people are going to be firing off guns for a little while. Yeah. But it stops pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I've never been anywhere where guns are going off for six or eight hours. Yeah. Like, that's got to be. On Wednesday. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's got to be like nerve-wracking oh 100 percent. it's scary especially the first time i went over with my phone because i just heard explosions and like i knew they were gunshots and stuff but i remember the first time i went with my phone over to record it you can see me jump at every explosion that's going on they're not like bombs or anything but fireworks aren't legal there for recreational use you have to be like a company to buy them so maybe they were something like that but they were yeah. definitely intimidating like it shook well, the building so it's, yeah it was scary yeah. For sure. And it's not like I didn't grow up in the city with like gunfire 
like just hearing that and like that doesn't terrify me at all but there is but again, they're not the only one with it yeah and it's typically it's short term yeah it's a it's like a few shots mm-hmm. and there's again, a lot if it's of somebody people. celebrating it it's going on yeah. for like 10 minutes you know because mm-hmm. bullets are expensive they're not exactly you know, they're not going all day and it's that. usually like more isolated than that yeah. too where this was like almost like a parade effect right. of young kids or adults too yeah. which is just and there's a large group of people outside too i mean like that's there's just it's not and it's not dispersing it's not stopping Mm-mm. it's not no it was, they were definitely making a point which I valid bet, as it might have been definitely intimidated we're me. talking about definitely yeah. made me feel weird we're, uncomfortable, we're talking about unsafe. what you experienced, not anything about what anybody's demonstrating or weapons rights or yeah. not weapons rights or relocating or I'm not smart enough to know the answers to all that. There's no, like, I have no opinion on it. That's, this is not my land. I am walking on it for a short period of time and, Fair. you know, I'll peace out and hopefully yeah. I don't cause additional harm i'm gonna try to you know keep it as close to zero or you know even back it up a few notches as mm-hmm. i can you might not like how i do it but <laughs> i'm gonna try Nah, i do it i just <laughs> go ahead and do it you're welcome <laughs> so now we are when do you finally get to come out like the next day okay it's like they ended there was like just a natural they finished not anybody came to intervene anything like that protests in paris are crazy i've seen a couple that's when those uber fires were oh you were there for that that's when i was that was the fucking day i was supposed to go to the airport and take an uber there So I take all my fucking luggage down to the subway to get to the airport, like five bags, like stacked She's on top of each other. back to the Because I've been there for yeah. months. Like, I had a nice. lot of shit with yeah. me and, and bought you, shit, you, you know. You buy shit while you're there, yeah. yeah. You have to. So yeah, I was like, I had an Uber scheduled <laughs> for the next day. She was, was like, like, what do I do? I'm like, call the car service. Like... There's yeah. no car service to call. I had to take I the subway. Yeah, had to no. take the subway. Because yeah. Uber was new there, too. That's why there was all that turmoil. Right. Yeah, because like, the, 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 the taxis were... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, they, um, they have separate licensing to run taxis in Paris mm-hmm. than they do everywhere else. So they pay the country a like flat amount that all taxis have to pay everywhere and then in paris twice a year they have like this it's super i don't remember how much it is but it's super expensive like not easy to make back at all so yeah they were pretty pissed about uber yeah but it was comfortable for me because then i didn't i get to put in my location i don't have to tell them where it is or like explain it or anything because like i said my accent's fine but my my french isn't good like if somebody has a question about where we're going i'm probably not going to understand it so the uber was really nice just because it has the app honestly right yeah so i was definitely using it all week up until that i mean i used it the whole time i was there i like a car service it's nice. I'm but just that saying. Show was scary. Who? There was like some famous person on the way to the airport, and like some guy took her on the back of his motorcycle. Does anybody yeah. remember that part no, of it? I, I don't remember. It was that somebody part. like su- funny. super, like Jennifer Love Hewitt or something. Like somebody like that was like 
stuck in the traffic from that. They tipped over a car and burned it. Yeah. I had a I had a friend in college who was obsessed with her. Really? Yeah. Maybe like rightfully was, so. He was all about Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's an interesting one to pick. What was his movie? What got him? Um, there's always, you know, oh there's a character goodness. usually what when people fall in love question. with actresses. There's usually a character that they loved. I I think it. I mean, we we are the right age for this. That I think it might have been Party of Five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I get but, it. But then, like, yeah, but then sought out her movies. I and didn't everything. even remember Party yeah. of Five or that she was in it. Yeah. Like, I just can't remember You don't any remember any stuff. movies unless that's, there's a talking animal. That's one of the only things I remember that's about so Party of Five. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever that watched it. That you love Hewitt. <laughs> that, 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 it's funny. The guy's, the guy's name is actually John. Really? Yeah. Nice. Which is, I mean, that's not uncommon. We, we're, there's a lot of us. <laughs> there's plenty. Um, I, uh, tangent real quick. Um, so he worked at a, um, video store called mm-hmm. Premier Video in Evansville. And I, during the summers worked at Blockbuster, um, up here. And for Halloween Premier Video, they were allowed to dress up. So I gave him my Blockbuster shirt and name <laughs> tag. Oh my goodness. And it, had, it even had the right name on it, right? That's he, like, cool. He got, he got a pair of glasses and put like the tape on the middle. So yes. he was like a nerdy ass Blockbuster employee. I love working that. Working at Premiere Video. That's good. I do have really to, good. we'll get back to other shit because there's editing, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. yeah. But I, um, I applied to disc replay. Oh yeah. When I was a teenager, and I definitely put laser vision on my application. That was one of the things that definitely even, got me that job. It was good. I don't even know what that means. Laser vision. You know what laser vision is? I do. I yeah. I put it under my skills. <laughs> <laughs> I got hired. Hold on, I'm gonna back you guys both out because I get this is way further. I've gotta be the one to pull these two back. Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah. Because literally, I'm not doing my producer job. Yeah, literally. I'm shocked at how far this has gone. <laughs> We're probably going to have to do two sessions and split them up into yeah. two episodes. That's yeah. probably, probably. what it'll have to be. Okay, so we'll get, we'll get back to me moving. Yeah, back to, back to Paris. Yeah. Because yeah. we've, got, we've got the first night and we've got the last, the last day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so all the so sandwich in between. between. <laughs> so uh, I started at an Airbnb for a little bit. It was like a, a couple weeks I do not remember it as well, um, but it wasn't a sociable. I, I wasn't next yeah. to anybody I knew. I wasn't having anybody over. So here was the problem is like trying to find places that were available at the times that she was going to be there. It was like, right. it was like so we had to summer meal because pe- uh, I was in college together. at the time. So this is when everybody's traveling. Like I'm there for the summer in between college. So these are peak visiting times. Um, 
but yeah, so I was, I, and it was good. It was, it was good to skip around and see different parts of town and stuff like that. Um, but I had been all set up. I had already, I, I was in art school at the time. So I was like doing a lot of drawing and, uh, I took, I must've taken an Uber over with yeah, all my did. shit. And, uh, I like was several suitcases. Yeah. And- yeah. It's, it's a lot of stuff. It was a lot of stuff. It was like, so, um, but I get to my new Airbnb. Nobody had to let me into my first one. There was like a key hidden. It was like one of those lock box things. And I just let myself in, but somebody had to let me into the second one, um, because of how the doors are set up. There's like several gates to get in. There's like a little remote and everything to get inside. And so I like had to wait for like a representative from the Airbnb to come meet me. And he was so late. Like, I was in art school, and I drew a whole fucking building before the time he got there. <laughs> like, all the lines are right. I got leaves on the tree. Like, this is hours of waiting for this dude to get there. And he, like, rolls up on his, like, fucking Vespa. So French. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're, like, talking for a second and like, my broken French. And we, like, kind of get it figured out, like, between what he has in English and what I have in French. <laughs> And he's like, walks me in. Okay. So he walks me in. This is important. There's a like remote on the key to get the first gate. And then there's like a remote on the key for the second gate. And then you go to the door and you unlock the door. So you're going into a courtyard. So how this building's set up, like a lot of Parisian places, is there is a front and the facade is covered with shops, and then it just goes straight into windows of the apartments, which aren't accessible from the front, but you have to go through a gate, and it's usually hollow, and there's like a courtyard kind of a situation in all of these buildings, and so you go up the stairs or whatever, and go your respective paths to get into the housing, but there's almost never access from the front to get into housing stuff. Like, it's all shops, like I said. Um... So he's like showing me that stuff and like trying to show me how to like dial out from this phone that isn't working. <laughs> and we're trying to do numbers back and forth in English and French and like figure it out. <laughs> it's not going like super well. Um, but he's like, it's fine. Like, I'll come back tomorrow. I'm like, I don't need to call anybody tonight. <laughs> like, yeah. it's already been three hours of me waiting for your ass. <laughs> like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to shower and go to bed when you leave. Except for I need food. That's what happens. So, um, he gets me, like, settled in and everything. <laughs> and there's two sets of keys. Well, he shows me this remote thing, but it doesn't register. Wait, just go in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't register whatsoever that I'm not going to be able to fucking get back into this place if I take the key without the remote to go run errands with me. So I go to the shop right across the street and it's owned by Indian people and they understand after asking me like three questions about my bag. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want a bag. And they're like, we can see that you have a bag. I'm like, I don't want a bag. And they're like, you don't speak French. <laughs> like, do you speak English? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. And so their English is flawless. They have like almost everything there except for milk. 
which at the time I didn't realize I couldn't drink yet. But this is, this is I didn't must not had a real kitchen in the previous Airbnb or there must have been like some limitations or something because I'm like stoked to cook. I'm definitely making mac and cheese. I have all these like leftover cheese rinds that I've saved all week. I'm so excited about it. So I got to get milk. And so I like go to the first market where I meet these people. They're super nice. Those are my neighbors right across the street. As soon as I walk through these gates and everything, these are the first people I see. But then I'm going to go to a bakery and get baguettes. And I have to go to like a big store to go get milk. They don't have them in any of like the little markets or anything like that. So I'm gone for like a couple hours. And then I come back and I realize what I've done. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I can't get through the door. This door, it's not a fucking door. It's like an iron gilded gate keeping me out and there's like no seal like there's not like a space on top that I could like climb it and like go through it's like a rounded top of gilded doors on a brick building so it's like if you're not spider-man you're not getting in and like it's not gonna happen (laughs) like there's no fucking way and so I like call the guy that's left a couple of hours ago but he has his Vespa on the subway going across town to a party right now. (laughs) So he can't come for hours is what he tells me. And so um, I'm like, okay, well, like, I guess I have some snacks. Like, I can sit out here. It'll be fine. But the people from across the way, the other store, they see me. And in perfect English, they're like, do you need help getting in? Yes, please. That would be such a delight. Oh my gosh, let me in. And they go next door and there's like a nail salon and they have the code to get in the door that's right next to me because there must be like a back entrance or something. But there's a code for this one. I'm like, oh my God, like, thank you so much. You guys are so sweet. Like, in like my most broken French, just like, (laughs) so sorry. Thank thank you you. so much. And so then I get through the door and it closes and I realized there's another fucking gate. <laughs> <laughs> I still need this remote. <laughs> but, but this time, hypothetically, I could jump it. Now, it's not easy. It's definitely like seven feet tall. But there's two different portions of bars and that go laterally. Just, right? just for listeners... How tall are you? <laughs> five foot. Right. Yeah. Not a steady five. Just, not just, not a super athletic builder or anything. Yeah. Right 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 at five feet. So get, yeah. getting ready to This is Alright. Yeah. We're gonna have to hope we roll dead twenties on this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This yeah, is need, out of my athletic you, skill check. You, you absolutely <laughs> So, um, so yeah, I, I'm facing what I'm going to have to do, but this is Coco's favorite part. This is why we're here for the story. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to jump this gate. Like, I'm not going to go back out there and hope that these people will help me all over again. And then like face a problem that they can't help me with. I'm not waiting for this guy to take his Vespa to the party and then come back and let me in. Like, he's not coming back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's not coming. he's not coming back. I know better. And I'm like, so 
this is a courtyard situation. So everybody definitely has a window that faces towards the courtyard. Right. So all your neighbors theoretically <laughs> all my can are hundred neighbors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all the new neighbors. All my brand new neighbors that have never seen me come or go out of here. And some of them like have their windows open and are like hanging laundry out here. Like some of these people are watching. <laughs> like it's not really hypothetical at all. <laughs> so um I'm like, okay, well, like this is pretty fucked. Like, are these people gonna call the cops? What's gonna happen? I don't speak good enough French to explain what's happening. <laughs> like, this is gonna be a mess. And so I was like, wait. I have baguettes with me. These people definitely think I'm French. Everything's fine. <laughs> and so I muster oh once I, I muster the confidence because I'm actually pretty good at climbing shit. So I'm like, we can get up here. There's like just enough. There's like I said, there's those two lateral bars that are like a foot from the top, a foot from the bottom. So it's like I can get my feet in here and I can pull myself up. Like there's something yeah. that I can get on there too. But then once I'm at the top, I realize I don't look French. <laughs> None of these people are buying it. I look like I'm breaking it. And I was like, Je suis très désolée, je suis une stupide américaine. <laughs> <laughs> Just yelling it as I'm getting over this like 18th century gate. Hell yeah. That all these other people have remotes to. But I don't. <laughs> and so, then at, after completion of that gate, I could get in. I had the key to the front door. Awesome. I didn't have to rely on anybody else. I didn't forget it again. Yeah. It was just the one time. See, so there's your, there's your sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> yeah. She made it. I made, she it. made it. She made I it. I made it and everything was just fine. And I'm sure, th- I'm sure they loved it. Uh, Looking back on it, I'm sure that those people still talk about that story. Yeah, about absolutely. That girl just scream every time they hear about Americans. They're like, "This one this time, one time <laughs> this American <laughs> rented a place. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. broken. Yeah. However they see it, <laughs> however they see it. Yeah. Well, and you know, I hope I hope they told whoever owned the Airbnb <laughs> about it as well. Dude. Too. You know, I do too. Yeah. I hope that they know. It was a wacky place too. Everything was like super mod. It was uh it was good though. I hosted some people there. It That's was really awesome. fun. Yeah, it was a good apartment. <laughs> Paris sounds like a magical city. Truly. Thank you for sharing that story, Dominique. And thank you all for joining us on the Backstory Perspective. We'll see you next time.